Hey Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast and welcome to the August Roundtable. My name's Gary. I'm Jordan. I'm Maria. I'm Harry. And I'm Adam. And Adam's back. Yay. <laughs> Gary, you've really Yay. kept him into shape since I was last here. That was that was pretty smooth. That wasn't too bad, was it? That there was, was good. There no awkward pauses. No. Everyone knew good. exactly their job. Good. <laughs> Have you missed hearing our intro, bud? I have actually. Yeah, I was thinking when that kicked in. Yes, that's that's good to hear. Yes, yes, yes. excellent. So, welcome, our big blue box listener, to the roundtable. This is August. Just about. <laughs> Once again, we're right up at the end of the month. But that's all good, though. <laughs> that's all good. And coming up on this month's roundtable, we're going to have a bit of a catch up. Uh, we're going to chat amongst ourselves around what we've been up to, Doctor Who-wise, and some little news nuggets that have been kicking around in the news in the run-up to the specials that are landing in what will be round the corner, it feels like, because um, not the case for Adam, I don't think, but here in the UK, you can definitely tell the nights are getting a wee bit darker a bit quicker. Just a bit. The days are drawing in. It's getting a little bit cooler. Autumn's round the corner. And then before we know it, November's going to land, and we're into the specials. The 60th specials are upon us. They're nearly, it's nearly time. Adam, you'll be back, actually, mate, won't you? Because you'll be reviewing those. I will be back, yes. I shall be back at the beginning of November. Um, and uh, it seems to be coming around really quick. I don't know. It felt, like it, was, it felt like it was so far away, November. And then suddenly, it's as if almost like we've jumped forward, and it's like, it does feel like it's creeping up on us now, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm starting to feel that buzz. I know a lot of people are saying that the promotion's been a bit lack and stuff, and that's that's something we could probably do a whole podcast on. But but um, I feel like in the next few weeks, uh, things are going to start ramping up very nicely. And yeah, I'll be back in November just in time, so I won't have to watch it on Disney Plus over here in the US. I'll be <laughs> able to watch it on the good old BBC. The BBC. The, yeah. Yes. The only problem is uh, <laughs> if I miss it. <laughs> I have no internet back in the UK. I don't have catch-up TV or iPlayer. I will be bleeped. I will. I don't know how I'll watch it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to make sure I'm there to watch it live. Yeah, I'll be all right, dude. Yeah. You'll figure that out. And uh, you guys, don't worry, because I've got a plan to do a whole round table with you guys to cover just the specials anyway. So we'll have a big old, we'll have a big old deep dive um, review and chat about those anyway so fear not you'll hear these guys opinions anyway so ad glad you're doing well bud welcome to uh to uh jumping back on the pod it's been a little wee while jordan how are you doing dude i'm very good thank you yeah um um, i think i said in the last one when i accidentally slightly may have sagged off christopher eccleston (laughs) um i'm now on matt smith (laughs) oh okay so um, run so <laughs> i'm now on matt smith are we can we expect who, a slagging off of matt smith well, anytime soon or is this a good thing this was another one because uh, i'm only on his first series <laughs> at the minute i think i've got about 15 20 minutes left of the silurian one in his first series i've actually not hated it i that, that again it's not as bad as i remember it being because i, re- I although i say that series five was pretty good but i i remember i'm not a huge 11th doctor fan 
he's actually not as bad as I remember. Okay, is that um? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's that? Uh, Hungry Earth, is it? Um, is it Hungry the, Earth? Uh, yeah, I think I'm on the second. The Cold second Blood. One. I think it's like Cold Blood. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah, it's a, not as bad as I remember it being. As a huge Eleventh Doctor fan, Jordan, like, is it? Can I ask? Is it him that you don't like, or his stories, or both? Because he's one I of my favourite doctors. <laughs> I don't know. I I remember the stories being not great. I mm. think is is a lot of it. Uh, as it went on, I think sort of Moffat kind of lost it a little bit when he was trying to juggle Sherlock and and everything. And then Doctor Who, unfortunately, ended up feeling like it came last. Um, mm. But yeah, so there was, I, I was. There's a little bit about the Eleventh Doctor. I'm not really a huge fan of, but. He's not bothering me as much as I remember being bothered. So, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, we're making progress. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, I think um, there's still some some bangers to come from from Matt's era, right? So, yeah, I remember yeah. there being some good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember sort of series six was sort of like, oh, god, series six. Don't go down. Let's um, keep it. Keep it going. Keep it positive, so, dude. I'm hoping that that one is better than I remember it being. It's not. That's, Spoiler, it's not. that's just it. No, no it's it, not. It has no. its moments. <laughs> the one, the one I'm dreading is that. Is it night terrors? Whether in the doll's house and they got oh, that yeah. really yeah. bad kid that's mm. in it. I, that's the one I'm dreading the most from series six. Because you don't but like I don't it, think or I've you're watched scared that it. since we reviewed it. Actually, Night Terrors. <laughs> no, I don't think I've seen this since it came out because it's one I always skip. Because if I'm watching something, I'll just be oh, I didn't like that one. I'll skip it. Oh, because you didn't like it, or because it's scary. Uh, because I didn't like it, oh, I just right. it was just rubbish. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Matt. Just like Chris, I know you're keen listener, and but, but don't worry, we <laughs> respect to you, Matt. It's all good. <laughs> Maria, how are you doing? Hi. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm good. Thank you. <clears throat> Sorry, frog <throat> in the throat there. <laughs> You're right about these uh, autumn days. It is definitely getting colder. Yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah, I've been I've been good since the last round table. Um, I've been continuing my classic Who watch. A um, little bit slow going at the moment. Um, lots of kind of things. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the ARC, um, and we've got a new TARDIS team, so Dodo, uh, Stephen, and the Doctor, and it's, it's a bit of a strange one, really. Um, I seem to remember actually liking it more when I watched it before than I probably did this time, and I'm not quite sure why, um, but I still, I still enjoy it. It's still a good story. There's bits of it that are really interesting. Um, I mean, they kind of stretch it out really probably for four episodes, but it's an interesting one. It's the first full story with um, Dodo, and I've kind of noticed that the first Doctor seems to get quite irritated with her, and um, I think Stephen is a bit irritated with her as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's uh, she, she takes a bit of getting used to, really, as a character. I don't think she's very well kind of fleshed out at the moment so i know she's got better stories coming along um i think she's a bit better in the gunfighters but um yeah i'm still Mm. enjoying watching um william hartnell still enjoying doing the doing the rewatch um and i'm 
I'm kind of thinking that um, William Hartnell's obviously getting to the end of his run now, but he seems to have less um, fluffs than he did before. I didn't notice any fluffs in this one because normally, you know, he'll fluff a line, but I didn't actually notice anything. Um, it wasn't a bad story. So, yeah, I'm still continuing almost there um, with William Hartnell. Got a few more stories to go, but um, we're getting through them now. And that's all I've really done uh Doctor Who wise, although saying that I did go to the Riverside Studios and uh they did put on an event recently uh where they showed um the two remaining episodes of uh the moon base. Um uh, which um you know those events are actually a lot of fun to go to and uh, I really enjoy going down to um that part of London now so um, yeah they've got uh, some events coming up as well so um, they're actually filling in that Doctor Who gap for me um, that you know that should be should be really chock-a-block really with our 60th anniversary so yeah I'm I'm enjoying Doctor Who at the moment whether it's going out to see it or kind of watching it indoors. Nice sounds good I'll, you always do that as Omar it's so funny you're like, yeah, I've watched, uh, I've watched, uh, I've watched a classic <laughs> episode of Doctor Who, and that's all I've done, really. Oh, and I was at this event as well, where <laughs> I did all this stuff, and I met this person, and then I also got this other thing. And um, yeah, do you know just... what it is? I, I think it's what it is. It's I'm, I'm getting short-term memoryism. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Um, you know, it might might be um, old age coming up on me. I don't know, but um, but yeah, my memory's getting worse. I, I have to be fair. It it, it is definitely. No, so. Rija, we're all cracking up, Maria. That's the thing. We're all getting to that age, are <laughs> Apart from Harry, Harry's uh, actually no, Harry and Jordan. They're um, yeah, spring chickens, pretty much. <laughs> right moving on to harry actually how are you doing your your old bugger or your young bugger should i say well gary this spring chicken was very uh proud of himself recently because uh, <laughs> i did a uh, local doctor who quiz uh a pub quiz um and it was specifically on uh 2005 to 2010 doctor who so it was absolutely my sort of era of the show so me and one of my best friends went and did that uh, and out of 16 teams, we came third, which I'm pretty chuffed Oof, with. Nice. Especially, cons- yes, absolutely. And what was even more cool, uh, not to you know brag too much about it, but um, we were only a two in our <laughs> team. And uh, second and first place, they were like teams of like five, six. Wow. Uh, and they only beat us by uh, a couple of points. So we were nearly, nearly there. If I had known who... Uh, Donna's boss was in the parallel universe in turn left then we probably would have scraped it but um yeah no so that was a lot of fun uh who I'm was also that? who was it who yeah, was it anybody know anybody here know uh, I um uh, I don't know now him, but I can't <laughs> think what he's called you Let's can you can probably Google. you can probably picture him in your mind you know it's like I, I recognised him. Like that, so it was a picture round. So they showed us a picture. Mm-hmm. I recognised the face, but I couldn't tell you like what scene in what episode or like what the name of the character was. H. C. Clements was the uh, was that the company or no? H. I don't know. Where, oh, I don't Clements know whether Donna continued oh, to work there in that timeline. Yeah, she works the one for the is it the guy oh. from EastEnders? What's well, his Lance. name? You're uh, about Lance. Lance. Not not Lance. No, this was oh. so, so. This was someone who had a bit role in Turn Left. 
Oh, is it Mr. Patel? Wasn't it Mr. Patel? I think so. Yeah. 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 I can't remember his first name, but I know it was something like Shad Shad. Is it Shadri Patel? Something like that. <laughs> it's it, it's funny that we're all scratching our heads on this because this was basically what the whole evening was like uh, of this <laughs> Doctor Who quiz. Like Although, scratching our heads at obscure uh, questions about Doctor Who that we supposedly know so well. Uh, but yes, um, so that was fun. Nice. Uh, and as well as doing that, you know, I'm still doing my. Uh, marathons. I've not actually publicly spoken about uh, my new Who marathon that I've been doing with my partner, which has been a very slow process over the last kind of year. We've just been watching it every now and again. We are now on Matt Smith, so just like Jordan, we're on Matt Smith. Um, what I'm getting from that era, watching it with fresh eyes, is Matt Smith is absolutely brilliant. Like he's an absolute gift to Doctor Who, but the writing is just. It, it, there is a very noticeable dip in quality after Russell T Davis. Um, so I feel like, uh, I've had a lot of rose tintedness when I've been thinking back on the Matt Smith era, cause I've been thinking, Oh, it's not that bad, but I've been watching it thinking this is, yeah, this is, this is actually poorly written in a lot of places. Um, but yeah, I don't want to rant too much about that. Um, I'm still enjoying it. I still watch it over a lot of other television, but, um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, not as good as I remember it being, I'm afraid. Oh dear. Matt, I'm so sorry, bud. <laughs> I am sorry, mate. I personally think you're all right. I think you're pretty sweet, but yeah. I mean, Matt, Matt is very dope. He's a very nice guy. Uh, well, um, so far as I can tell, I only that met him briefly at Comic-Con, but it's too, it's too late, Harry. It's too late. <laughs> too late, mate. Yeah. Oh no. I've dug the hole. Oh dear. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations on the, uh, on the quiz result though. That's very cool. Thank you very much. I felt very proud. I felt like I was uh, representing Big Blue Box podcast on that night. Um, nice. yeah. I bet you were. Your mate was like, "Oh, dude, come down this pub quiz. What's the subject? Doctor Who." I'm not sure, mate. Well, it's only 2005, 2010. Watch this. Just watch this. Here we go. Bring them on. Well, I mean, First he's question. Just as, he, he's, just, he's just as uh, obsessed with it uh, <laughs> as I am. So, um, we, oh, cool. um, yeah, we were both really up for it. But, yeah, I, <laughs> to be honest, um, I'd definitely do something like that again in the future. Um, did, did they – am I imagining this, or was there a thing, like, with the BFI screenings, like, called the Quiz of Rassilon or something? It was, yeah. Something like that? Yes. Yeah, it was a little pub um, – it wasn't. It wasn't close to the BFI. I think it was out in Bethnal Green somewhere, near mm. that area. This really cool little pub. But I think um, I only went to one of them. You went to a few, didn't you, Adam? Yeah, I went to a couple of them. Yeah, they did. Um, they did. After a while, they stopped doing it in the pub, and they did start doing it after the BFI screenings. I don't know whether they still do that, but um, mm. I think the last BFI screening they had the quiz afterwards. But I'm not 100 percent sure. They do it in so. the bar area now. You know, mm. in the BFI, and a, a lot of people in the bar just haven't got a clue what's going on. There's just this random <laughs> Doctor Who. That, I no, think they're, they're they all did it there when me and Maria went. Oh, what one was that, Jordan? Um, I think the last one I remember was the Dalek movies, the Cushing movies. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, seem to remember yes. we were out there having a, a bevy, and they were um, doing the quiz. And I think me and Maria got more questions right than the people that were actually doing yeah. it. <laughs> well of course as long as there were no questions about Donna Noble's boss in turn left because otherwise we'd just be like we did a few moments ago we just all looked like cross-eyed like huh 
Um, I even okay. Googled it and I couldn't find it. So it was obviously, <laughs> oh, don't beat yourself up, Harry. It was obviously quite a difficult. I think I know what question. scene you mean. Probably as why well. they chose it. It's like yeah. open office, open office planned thing. And he's like kicking off at her a little bit. And yeah, I, I can picture the scene. I just can't. I just can't get the guy's name. You're probably right, Maria. Who, whoever you said. Um, I think. I think his name was. I'm thinking about it. I think it was uh, something Chowdhury. I'm sure it was. I'm sure um, Sylvia said it was uh, Mr. Chowdhury. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Not Patel. You hope it, you know, you <laughs> hope he's got a big. Ignore Patel. We can only hope, <laughs> hope he's got a bigger part in the upcoming 60th as the alternative universe boss. Right. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Here we go. TARDIS.fandom.com. Turn left. Elgara's got it. We can't move on from this bit is now it, without is knowing it who it is. Correct. Uh, okay. So <laughs> it is, in fact, Javal, Tra- uh, Javal Chowdhury. Mr. Chowdhury, you're right, Maria. There we are. We needed, we needed Maria there at the quiz so that we could have uh, scraped, scraped by and uh, won a Doctor Who colouring book or something. They were giving away prizes. They were giving away like uh, Doctor Who colouring books, oh. things like that. Uh, we just took a £20 bar tab because <laughs> I've already got the colouring book. Uh, oh. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Good. So according- I, have, I have won the quiz at work, so you know I have done I have done quizzes at work, so I'm I might be good for certain things, but yeah, I, I would have been good on your team. Yeah, Harry, definitely Harry. So says here, Donna no, has been fired it. from her job. Oh. Chowdhury tries to tell her that he has to lay people off because half of his contracts are on the other side of the river. Even though wow. it has been several months since the Rachnos attack, the Thames is still closed off. So that's the deal. Well, that's some excellent piece of Doctor Who lore right there. <laughs> there you go. Good episode that though. Turn left. It's, Very good. it's a bit sad. It's a bit depressing, but um, it's it's good. It's all right. Anyway, Matt, we're going to move on now, dude. Um, we do like your stuff, and yeah, we're going to talk about some news in the run-up to obviously all the news, apart from um the little bits that land here and there, like. Oh, the Sonic screwdriver is out of stock still. And <laughs> it will probably come into stock November, coincidentally, when the new stuff lands. Or it could be something like there's a there's a new story from Big Finish. That's the extent of the news outside of the six year run. But let's speak about a couple of uh, a couple of nuggets here then. I want to run past you guys the first one. Um is this fan theory that's now been confirmed by the Beeb. So there was a fan theory knocking around about, do you know the new character that's going to be um, in this in the specials called Rose? Mm-hmm. Fan theory suggested that she was Donna's daughter, but people didn't know uh, exactly what her deal was. So they said, oh, it's probably Donna's daughter, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, over on... Um, the Instagram account for the official BBC Doctor Who. They say, wishing a happy birthday to um, Yasmin, whose character Rose is the daughter of companion Donna Noble, played by Catherine Tate, and Sean Temple, played by Carl Collins. Do you remember Sean? Do you remember Sean from... um, Yeah, whoever she was with before. That is a character's name that I do remember. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So it goes on to say, 
When we last saw Donna, the Doctor had to wipe her memory. So the question is, what happens when Rose meets one of her mum's oldest friends? It, is it a, uh, a mystery for now? But what we do know is that just like her mother, Rose stumbles across something alien. And from that point, her seemingly ordinary life is never quite the same. So there we go. A companion fresh into the show. But Donna's daughter, what say you guys on this then? Mm. I guess we kind of assumed it was because, I don't know. It didn't feel like a big surprise when they announced that. But As far as fan theories go, it wasn't really out there because no. the, the dots weren't that difficult to join. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but a bit it, like if they confirm that the Celestial Toymaker is the Toymaker, we're going to be like, yeah, we kind of figured <laughs> that. <laughs> so we kind of want it to, I don't know, maybe not be the Celestial Toymaker. So we're like, oh, my God. Mm. You know, but I don't know. It did, didn't, yeah, I didn't sort of fall off my chair when they sort of confirmed it. Yeah. But how it plays into it, I don't know, mate. I'm really, I like the fact that I can't figure out this puzzle that Russell's like made and put together. Do you know what I mean? It's like we still, mm. we've got little nuggets, but we still can't quite work out, you know, how the doctor looks like that, why Donna's back. She better not die. That's all mm. I'm going to say. Like her, her brain yeah. better not, but yeah, her brain better not burn up. Otherwise, me and Russell, we're done. Because uh, I love Donna, and her, her exit was heartbreaking, and I can't take any more. So, um, I'm, I'm just intrigued to see how it works out when she remembers who the doctors is, or if she remembers, and Russell, and how that plays into it. Yeah, Russell, I know you listen as well, and you have been forewarned by Adam. Yeah. Woe betide any deaths occurring, especially Donna Noble. Well, the last time I saw Russell was at the BFI bar. Um, so if he, you know, if he wants me to get the next round, then he just better not kill off Donna Noble. I can imagine Adam being like that. <laughs> Remember that viral clip of that that guy that was at a football match, absolutely slammed at this football match. You want some? You want some? Because I'll give it to you. <laughs> And Russell's just like, what's going on? I think it's just because I keep seeing that people, like the fan theory of like, shoot his doctor turning up at a church. He's got this coat on that looks almost identical to Donna's. He goes to a grave. I don't know. There's a lot of things connecting. And obviously, the the Donna is not supposed to be able to remember the doctor. Otherwise, she'll, her brain will fry, right? So I'm thinking, yeah. I just want to see how Russell is going to write around like what he, he did before. If you know what I mean, I am very intrigued by that. Like, what yeah. his master plan is this time round, you know? Yeah, same. Yeah, and we have to remember also that um, there is the possibility still that this could be that the whole um, the the whole reason why we're seeing David Tennant back as as another Doctor, but the same Doctor, if that makes sense, is that this could be another an an alternate alternate universe right? somewhere. This could be a, a universe where it's a different Donna. It could be a, you know, a completely different thing. And, and then back in our universe, Donna's still the same, you know, doesn't recognize anything, doesn't meet the doctor, blah, blah, blah. This is a different thing. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how that, that pans out. But um, yeah, it, we would have never have got this. I think the point, the, the interesting point here with this story is that we would have never have got this confirmation in Chibnall's era. era. He would have never put out a tweet to confirm any bit of news or to give an update on, characters anything like this and it goes back to what um i think you were saying this adam actually when i saw you last in london a few weeks back where it feels like now russell is back behind the steering wheel 
all the cogs are now turning as they should do. So we're getting like teasers and snippets. We're getting the social media accounts who are putting out bits of content and, you know, engaging with fans and stuff like that. So I think that's a, that's a good thing um, to have these little nuggets because it's not really, I think because it's not a big surprise because of that, it's not a massive spoiler or anything like that. So, you know, why not put that out and get the fans talking about the stuff in exactly the same way that we are now. So I think it's cool. And we would never have got this with a, uh, with old chip bag. So it's good. No. And just to, just to quickly follow up on that. Um, I think that one of the things I am liking what I was saying to you down the pub in London was yeah, I pub. do feel like since um, RTD come back, the, the show feels more in sync with stuff that had, that sort of drifted. So Doctor Who magazine are now getting promotion, brand new promotional images to put on the cover of the Doctor, whereas, which sounds like a simple thing, but um, when they were getting attacked before for not having Jodie on the cover, you know, Doctor Who magazine was saying, well, look, we, we don't have any new images to use. Like we're not being sent them, you know? So it feels like Russell is back sort of overseeing things that he likes, like Doctor Who magazine. The merchandise is back in sync with the show. Like the day the Sonic was un veiled the toy was announced the next day so he's inviting you know like the toy companies once a month down to cardiff to see what's coming up so that they can make the stuff so they can here's the pictures for your book the annual was announced i think yesterday with brand new photos so that's already planned it's it just feels like things are back in sync um now that russell's back in charge he's sort of i don't know i sort of see him like he just hovers over the whole of, of doctor who just sort of so you know picking that yes we need to get this you know like like he's got a big map in front of him of all these things that he's just moving into place and um that that feels good to me like i know there's been criticism about promotion to the 60th but i think like i said to you it's been decent i mean we all want a bit more but I feel like we've had a lot better than we've had recently, if that makes sense. And I'd, I don't really mm-hmm. want to go down the slagging gym route, but <laughs> it just feels like we, it feels a lot more in sync. That's the best way to yeah. put it with the, the show. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So maybe you won't get a slap then, Russell, off Adam. So fear not. Still go to the BFI. <laughs> it's all good, mate. It's all good. So if you guys don't have any other thoughts on that, Jordan Maria or Harry move on to the next story i just wanted to throw something in which i thought was quite interesting so uh, the news of rose being donna's daughter obviously that's not really a surprise to any of us but um reading doctor who magazine um if you read it quite closely sometimes you get like little clues about things which like may or may not be happening so like um i think it was in the um production diary that uh, scott hancock if i'm getting his name right uh, wrote. Uh, I skimmed. I skimmed through it, and he said that um, Yasmin Finney uh, finished her last day on Doctor Who because they recently just finished filming series fourteen. So, and that's interesting because it's like, oh, wasn't she just in the sixtieth specials? She's actually in series fourteen, unless they did some pickup shots for the specials. So it's kind of like, like sort of confirming, but sort of not confirming at the same time. It's like, is she going to have a a bigger role as that character, like going forward into shooty series, you know, who knows? I think that's really interesting. Also, they pretty much confirmed that K9's coming back in one of the recent issues as well. Did um, they? I must have missed that. Well, they said um, there was a there was a picture of K9 in Scott Hancock's diary, and uh, he said there was a familiar um, uh, like character on set. I can't remember exactly what he said, but 
he was basically hinting that K9 was back or like K9 was just on the set. Again, cleverly, like not really saying one way or the other, but just sort of, you know, saying, hmm, maybe, maybe, which mm. I think is pretty cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, in particular, um, Scott Hancock, um, his column in Doctor Who magazine is really interesting. Uh, like for potential things that may or may not be happening in the future series of Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Hey, Harry, do you think that could mean we could finally be getting K9 Timequake released in cinemas? Oh, my word. <laughs> could I've it be? Waiting, I've been waiting years. <laughs> Time. I've been waiting, been waiting years and years. What happened to that? Anyway, let's not go down that road. But yeah, uh, they're probably still making it. They probably—it's like a James Cameron Avatar thing. They want to make it as technically, uh, <laughs> technically yeah. impressive as possible. Of course. Yeah. What was Timequake then? Was that? Um, oh, was that the? Um, Do that... You remember, Gary? I think it was like 2017. It was like K9 Timequake coming to cinemas soon. It, 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 it was going to have happened. like Omega or something in it, wasn't yes. it? It was going to be the villain. Oh yes, yes. if I remember rightly. You remember that? Yeah, it wasn't K9. <laughs> didn't he have a snazzy redesign? A little. A yeah, little it, was, well. it was something to do yeah. with the Australian series, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. Which and he was going to have that, and then that was going to get destroyed or something. <laughs> it was such an oddity that yeah. series. <laughs> Like, did it? I've was it even canon? It. Like, was it even connected? I don't know. I don't know. I remember many, many years ago on like Disney XD or something it used to be on, but I don't. Oh, over here we sort of got like the odd episode. It was never so. I've never seen it in order the whole way through. Um, I remember they used to have like little cameos. I think they had like the axons. They had like gold faces oh, really? and sort of things so that there were sort of things but i think it was mainly like its own it wasn't called its um, own thing it wasn't called canine down under was it <laughs> it wasn't called that i was think it? they ditched the down under bit i think it was just called canine right but right i'd have probably watched it if it was down under canine down under <laughs> i'm quite intrigued to see it actually now oh I yeah about it. <laughs> i mean you know admittedly canine is a, a very cool character. We all, we all, oh, here we go. Harry's got evidence. <laughs> What's he got? Here we go. No, I just wanted to check if I got the guy's name right. It was an intrusive thought. Um, Scott Hancock. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. This is a future pub quiz primer. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, right. Let's put canine to bed. Not literally. Move on to the next story, which is those of you that can travel down south. Uh, I don't even know what accent is this. If you can get down to Western Supermare, which is in North Somerset, Somerset, apparently, there you go. then you can check out Adventures in Time and Space, 60 Years of Doctor Who Arts, which is a brand new 60th anniversary exhibition, which will showcase a ton of physical and digital art from across the show's entire history, including from Shooty Gatwa's upcoming tenure as the Doctor. Uh, this is great. I love this. Fans can expect to see book covers, VHS video covers, annuals, Ooh. comics, graphic novels, digital art, and a painting that debuted within the show itself. Ooh. Some of it is expected to be very rare, as the organisers have sourced art from collectors in fandom. Uh, yes, and uh, the exhibition will unfold like the pages of a well-worn book, said Becky Walsh, who is the director of the museum. And she promises it's a heartwarming journey for Whovians of all generations. 
So, Maria, are you off down to Maria? Are you off down to Somerset anytime soon to check out this new exhibition? <laughs> I would love to go down to Somerset. How many hours is it going to take me to get down Nine, there? Tell me. Probably. Well, it's two hours. It's two hours yeah. for me, and I live closest. So. Oh yeah, but Jordan's. Um, we found this out recently that Jordan <laughs> basically lives in um in a Not silo even on the map most <laughs> yeah. of the time. <laughs> Jordan has his own island, pretty much. <laughs> so if, if it's two hours for me to get there, I dread to think how long it'd be for, for yeah. you, Maria. It's probably four-ish hours from London. You're in London, aren't you, Maria? Mm. Yeah, North yeah. London. North so... London, where the broadband's awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this sounds actually pretty... Do you know what this reminds me of, guys? This reminds me of the wee little museum that's in the Who Shop in London. Because that has oh. all of this type of stuff in it. You know, I think the Who Shop, um, I think it has a lot of props as well. But it also has like, um, uh, Adam and I used to describe it as like an Aladdin's cave of very, very cool Doctor Who um, stuff and collectibles and artwork and posters and T-shirts and, and all sorts. So it reminds me of that in a little in a little wee way. But my only my only thing with this, and it does sound great, don't get me wrong, it sounds very cool. But it just sounds like a like a bloody trek to get there, you know. Somerset mm-hmm. is not it's um it's not unless of course you're listening to this and you live in Somerset, then crack on round the corner, go for a walk, go and have a cup of tea, Costa probably, and then get round there, have a look. But for um yeah, for me up in the Midlands, where are you, Harry? Uh, also the Midlands. Yeah. Maria's in London. Adam's Fine in bloody track. America. How's Adam going to get there? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bit far. It's a bit too far for me to get there from Texas. But <laughs> does it sound cool to anybody though? If you were if you were it's able nice. to get to it, does it sound cool? Would you guys go? If it weren't so far, um, yeah. I'd probably like to check it out. But um, if I were going to make um, that journey to the West Country. I'd probably just prioritise the Wallace and Gromit escape room in Bristol, if I'm honest. Um, so, uh, yeah. That sounds cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, that does sound cool. Yeah, I mean, sensibly, if you, if you had to travel that far anyway, you'd probably make a weekend of it, right? Or like mm. a, a stayover or something. Go down to Somerset, have a look around, and then go to Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> Your impressions haven't got any better. They haven't, have they, mate? No. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Anyway, um, I'd be tempted to go just for the VHS covers alone. Being honest. I was was pretty tempted when I saw it, so I don't know. It depends on if I've got money. One of you lot will go. Guaranteed. (laughs) One of you lot will end up going. Down to Somerset. I'm just thinking my my sister's... uh, My sister's... Uh, garage is actually full of a box of Doctor Who VHS covers, so I could just go and have a look at of my because because I had nowhere to store them, so I, I could just go and have a look at my own covers. I think they've Mate. all rotted to, <laughs> and, and got full of mold, but you know you missed. You this, is a, this is an opportunity, mate, that you've missed out on for a couple of years now. Yes, you it could is, yeah. very very easily open up your own exhibition. Anyone in my sister's garage, she'd be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people coming into the garage? Don't don't worry, they'll They're be gone. They're here soon. to see VHS covers. Yeah. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> if anyone's watched any of Adam's, um, I'd probably say his older videos now on his YouTube channel, The Geek's Handbag. 
some of the just incredible, like the amount of stuff, the amount of Doctor Who stuff that Adam has got, plus the stuff that's now overtaken his partner's office, plus the stuff in his sister's garage. That's an exhibition waiting to happen, mate. Do you know, you're not wrong. I'm going to get on it as soon as I get back in the UK. Yeah. Put some tea and muffins out. Yeah. Some, be gi- lovely. some jammy dodgers, a few custard creams. We'll all be there, mate, because you're kind yeah. of central, aren't you? Like Buckingham. Is it Buckinghamshire? Yeah, well, not far. Yeah. Something like, yeah. Oxfordshire. Yeah, Oxfordshire, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Can I mention a book launch that is coming up in November? Of it's course. not local to me, but it's in Manchester and it's a well somebody's going to be close (laughs) to Manchester aren't they somebody um and it's a book launch of a new book about um David Whittaker um who was um one of the first um story editors and also wrote some stories um the book is written by is it Simon Gurrier is that how you say it he's um he's done loads of Doctor Who books and audio plays I know he's written for I think I'm sure he's written for Big Finish as well and he's done his own um sci-fi stuff as well that I've listened to on on Radio 4 um but there is a book launch so it's a new book um about David Whittaker it's on the 9th of November at the Portico Library in Moseley Street in Manchester. And it's £5 to go. And um, Simon's going to be interviewed about the book and it will be launching on that day. That actually sounds like quite a good book, actually, because David Whittaker is one of my favourite story writers for Doctor Who. I think he's done some really fantastic stories. So, um, yeah, just a plug for that one, really. Oh, that sounds rather rather cool. Yeah. And where's that? Yeah, is it- when's that? Sorry, what date? So that is on Thursday, the 9th of November right. at the Portico Library, Mosley Street in Manchester. And okay. I've put a link to it in the Discord server. It's, under, it's in the events um, thread. So anyone can go and um, check that out. Nice. Cool. And uh, if you're not part of the Big Blue Box Discord server yet, then you can find a link to do that on the website, which is bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. Jump in and chat Doctor Who with other Who peeps. Nice one, Maria. Cool. Anyone else got any other news? Anything they want to mention? Um, I don't know. Uh, shall, I, shall I go first? Go for, go for it, Harry. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think, I don't know whether this was mentioned on one of the recent episodes. I don't think it was, actually. But I'll just say it anyway. The illustrated target novelization of uh, Rose is coming out. Um, so they did the uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks last year, which was really cool. And uh, they're doing another illustrated edition, a nice big hardback, just in time for Christmas, uh, of Russell T. Davis's novelization of it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, yeah, mm. wanted to share that. It's probably going on my Christmas list. Ah. The, the Dalek one was really lovely, actually. Um, I have to agree with you, Harry. I, I think so. I'm, I'm really pleased they're going to do Rose in the same style, if you like. Uh, that was a lovely book. Um, yeah, I hope they do a few of these. Yeah. I can see them doing it uh, like one every year, sort of around Christmas time. I think that'll be lovely, a nice new sort of tradition. Mm, definitely. Yeah, that sounds I was just, cool. I was just going to mention the only other merch I'd seen floating around, obviously the announcement of the Underwater Menace uh, animation. Um, so that was... Uh, 
a, a kind of a surprise. I mean, because the, the animations, they said they'd sort of stopped, hadn't they? Um, we weren't sure what was going on with the Doctor animations. So it's nice to get confirmation that, that they are being continued and that we're going to get the underwater menace and that we will no longer have to watch those murky old telly slap snaps. Because <laughs> um, it, it was a hard watch, mm. the underwater menace with the telly snaps. I don't know if it's, I mean, it is quite a slow story, but I think hopefully the animation will be decent and it'll make it a bit more enjoyable. But it's nice to see the animations continuing, I think. So any guys pre-ordered the it's going to be a steelbook i think which are usually quite nice and all the usual dvd blu-ray that sort of thing no vhs oh. sadly but you know oh laser disc. i'm kind of torn about whether i want to buy the animation oh. i mean i've already i've already got the, the the original release of the underwater menace which i think has just got the two episodes on it hasn't it and telly yes. and telly snaps yes. i'm a bit torn about buying the animation because it's a it's a story that's already come out in some format and and they've animated it now when they probably could have done another story where there's nothing nothing at all mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i'm a bit torn about it i mean i'm i will go and see it obviously if it if it uh if they do the screening at the bfi which i think is around november time i will still go and see it but um just kind of um buying it again in animation form i'm not sure about that uh, yeah, fair enough. yeah, it's um, yeah. D- is it the same? Because it was up and down, wasn't it, for a while? Whether they were going to do animations again at all, because of I don't know. Let's blame it on Chibbers. Why not blame everything else on him? So, um, yeah. So there was no budget for that stuff. There was no green light from him to do that. But coincidentally, now that a certain person has been back in charge for a while, the animations are starting to pick up speed again. So is it the same company that has done the last couple? Or is, do we know if this is a... Because if it is, I'll probably pick it up because they were pretty good. I'm not sure who's doing this animation, uh, to be honest. I'm, I'm wondering where the budgets come from as well because, uh, again, because they were we were told that the animations were discontinuing or whatever... And then obviously Russell's back, Disney Plus. I mm. think BBC America funded the animations Partly. before. So, yeah. so obviously they've gone. So mm. they're so who's funding it? I'm wondering if is Disney put any money into this? I don't know. But Yeah, it'd be the old uh, it's the old Mickey Mouse mate, it, wouldn't it? Do you think so? Do you yeah. think he's put a few quid in? Defo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old Minnie's been so chewing funny. his ear off. Yeah. Like, when are we gonna get these animations back? Oh god, I'll sort it out, love. Mickey, which one do you want? Underwater menace, are you sure? Yeah, Mickey says that's the one he wants. Yeah. I just have an image of Mickey Mouse in an office, like with a suit and tie, like as and a the cigar. C- <laughs> yeah. yeah. As like the CEO of Disney making the uh, executive decisions on Doctor Who animations. Yeah. It looks over and Minnie Mouse is in a Doctor Who t shirt watching the, the DVD of Underwater Menace fuming. Yeah. He's like, oh, look, Russ. Get this sorted. Yeah, Russell, favour. I'm getting the old glockenspiel off Mini. <laughs> we need to get this sorted, mate. So, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing that the animations are coming back, for sure. And, uh, yeah, from what I remember, the the conceptually, this is a cool, cool story. So, yes, we'll we will check that out. Is any more, any more news knocking around that we need to cover? I don't think so. I'm just, no, I'm just checking to see if the TARDIS console's been released yet, but no, because the, the BBC have been building up to re- unveiling the new TARDIS console, haven't they? Or so we thought, um, and I thought it was going to be today. I was like, yes, we're going to record the podcast and 
we're going to be talking about the new console room, but no, I've just checked Twitter, nothing. It'll yeah. probably be the second we finish recording. Yeah, I was probably. just about to say, it'll be the minute we finish, and then they'll be like, oh, here's yeah, the new I'll, console. Yeah. <laughs> although we, and we we'll hear worries. Adam all the way across the ocean swearing ah. very, very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's the, if the leaked uh, video that came out of it is true. I think I'll be happy, because I, I liked the look of the leaked um, video we got the console, but I don't know if that's real, so we'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out. Yeah, same. Same, same. Good. Okay, no more news to, to smash through. Uh, let's talk about some missing episode stuff then, because you guys were um, oh, you guys were fairly keen on this in the old Discord when we were talking about this. So, um, other than Marco Polo, which is always the go-to, so mm. funny, Whenever we've been at the BFI or down the pub, it's like, oh, I'm missing episodes. What story do you want? Oh, well, Marco Polo's here. Marco Polo. Pretty much the obvious one that I'd like to see come back. And, uh, yeah, not sure about the other ones. Uh, maybe, uh, what's the other one? Galaxy 4, perhaps? Yeah. Um, so other than those, um, actually, no, we had, uh, there was a, this goes back to, um, it's coincidentally, there was um, a Radio Times article that, that was out earlier this month uh, on this very subject. And it was claimed that the TV, one of the TV archive bosses claims that there are loads of missing episodes out there. As in like, not one of those things like, oh, you know, like when people talk about aliens, it's like, oh, there must be aliens out there. We can't be the only life in the, in the galaxy and whatnot. It wasn't one of those where it's like, oh, there must be episodes out there. You know, what he was saying was, no, there is 100% absolutely definitely confirmed episodes out there. The problem is, is getting them into the BBC. I think that's the that's the issue that they're that they're facing because if we think about the dudes that put together the Blu-ray box sets and whatnot, those guys are just foaming at the bit, right, to get hold of all the missing apps so they can remaster them. And because the sooner that they get them into the BBC and remastered and into the box sets, the sooner they're out there and the BBC are making money and blah blah blah. So they're absolutely killing to get them, and. Um, so apparently the head of TV archive, Kaleidoscope, has said that the missing episodes are known to still exist, but the problem is that they remain in private collections. So out of the 253 episodes from the first six years, 90, so nearly 100 of those episodes are still lost somewhere in their original form. And due to the BBC's policy of junking archive programming, <laughs> what I tell you, Whose idea was that? I mean, if there was anybody that was, if there was anybody that you would just think you had one job, you had one job, and that was to sort out some proper archiving for all the stuff. And what did you do? Instead of archiving it as you were employed to do, you just wiped them all, <laughs> and you just you just carried on as if nothing was going to happen. And no one's going to watch that in twenty five, thirty years, are they? Nah. What's this old rubbish? Bloody aliens walking about. Tin cans rolling around with bloody plungers sticking out their face. No one's watching that in 50 years. We'll get rid of that. Ah, oh, crikey. What about this one with the giant butterfly? No, keep that one. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep that, that one. Whatever you do, keep that one. But the rest can go. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, anyway, as a result many adventures or numerous adventures from the first and second doctors 
they would, uh, a lot of their uh, stories are incomplete or in some cases missing in their entirety. Speaking to the Radio Times, Chris Perry, that's the guy's name, who is the CEO of TV Archive Kaleidoscope, said it is very likely that more lost episodes will be recovered in the future. We know that there are missing Doctor Who episodes out there, but the owners won't return it at the moment, he said. So every year we find 50 to 70 lost programmes, some famous and internationally known names and others not so, but significant examples of regional television output, for example, Doctor Who. So what this guy is saying is, they are out there. All of these missing apps that we talk about often and we want back, uh, they're there. So, point to you guys then. If you had missing Doctor Who episodes in your collection, if you're a private collector and you're in the loft and there was a box that said, Grandad stuff, hands off, but you went in there anyway and you found episodes of Galaxy 4 or whatever in their entirety, would you hand them over to the BBC or would you say, actually, no, sentimental value, they were my granddads, they're not leaving the house, thank you very much, you're going to, you know. So what would you guys do if you found some missing apps up in the in the loft? I was just going to let the other guys speak. Maria, go on. I just felt like I just felt like I'd spoken too much. I thought I'd give the other guys a chance to get a word. In. But um, I, I obviously I would return them, and I feel like we all would because we're Doctor Who. I don't know, man. Fans, I don't know. Which makes me no. I don't know. But it makes me question why anybody wouldn't. Because I'm thinking, okay, so we know collectors have got them in their hands. We know they won't return them. What's the reason for it? I can only think maybe they're not Doctor Who fans. Like we're assuming they are. They're, they're probably not. They're probably just people who collect stuff. They're like, ah, you know, they love to collect rare things or they love to collect TV archive material, but they're not Doctor Who fans. They could give a monkey's whether we get to see it or not. They're not interested in that. They just want it for themselves because I'm guessing, and obviously we'll go over to you guys, I'm guessing all of us, maybe not Gary, would give <laughs> would would give them back, right? Because we're Doctor Who fans and we want other Doctor Who fans to share them. So, uh, yeah. I'm joking. Or is, or is there anybody here who wouldn't? I would. I'll ask it that way, Yeah. Uh, you, you've backtracked. Yeah. Maria? <laughs> I, I, I've, I've thought about this a lot because um, obviously missing episodes has been a fascination of mine for a long time, probably since I started probably doing a rewatch in the beginning. And then I kind of realized, obviously, there was all these episodes that were missing. So my kind of obsession, I suppose, about missing episodes goes back for years. I think there obviously has to be, with collectors, a particular mindset. And I think Adam's right in that their mindset is probably nothing to do with enjoying Doctor Who and kind of, you know, wanting to uh, preserve it for the enjoyment of other people. It, it is probably more around um, keeping something that's rare, something that nobody else has got. There, there probably is a and – and they're probably thinking that they're actually saving this material. But the unfortunate thing is they're obviously never – if they're keeping it for themselves, it's probably because it's – it, it, it becomes quite a valuable asset in itself, maybe something that they can swap for something else even more valuable. Because mm. I imagine collectors do uh, buy things amongst themselves and they do, they do kind of share this material. So 
you know, it could be it's just a commodity. It could just be that it's uh, it's something that is, you know, part of maybe their nature. Because I think collectors do have a particular mindset. And I think most normal people would probably find it and give it back to the BBC and say, you know, there you go. It's yours. You know, take it. Do what you want and then give it back. And actually, I think to, I think to be honest, I think saying that, I think we did have with um, Terry Burnett, um, the collector that died recently, he did actually give back a couple of episodes um, of Doctor Who that he had in his collection because he wasn't a fan um, of the show. And he probably, you know, probably didn't, maybe he didn't, he wasn't that bothered about it. So, you know, collectors do do actually um, give up material because I know when... Um, I know when they found the first episode of the Crusade, um, the, the New Zealand collector, um, you know, the guys that were speaking to him were very worried about whether he would actually um, actually give them the material and let them take it away. Because I think originally they, he was in, he invited them to a screening and, and they wanted to take a movie camera and just take um, uh, a copy of it, you know, because... They never knew if they were if they were going to you know see it again if it would ever come into out into the public. But you know, luckily he let them take it away. The BBC made a copy and then he got it back. So um, yeah, I mean, if obviously if I found Doctor Who um, videotape or film copies, I would definitely give them back. You know, especially if it's missing episodes because you know it's it's for the enjoyment of more than just one person. Um, you know, I'm. I'm kind of amazed at what the BBC and ITV, you know, did, obviously. I mean, it was it was common practice that they would actually, you know, get rid of these things for space reasons or, you know, because they, they needed more space or, um, you know, they didn't think that those shows would, would be seen again. So, you know, I understand, you know, that was the common practice then. But, yeah, I would definitely give it back if I found, if I found old episodes. I wish. I have to go up <laughs> into my loft, actually, and have a look. Because I've never been up there, so you know, keep your fingers crossed, you know, and I'll definitely tell you if I find anything. That could be That's a treasure trove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're in, they're in the loft yeah. that I've never been loft. in. That could be it. That could be a just a. You could have boxes full of just old episodes, Mary. You're sitting on it. I wonder if. Oh. Um, I do wonder if it's also um, either a status or a or a financial thing as well, you know, because. Even if somebody's not a big fan of Doctor Who, they might be aware of just how sought after those episodes are. So they might be playing a little bit of the, well, how much money have you got? You know, I might think about parting with it if you're going to cough up some serious Benjamins, you know, and we'll we'll have a chat then, probably around Acosta. You know, we'll have a chat about it. But there's also um, the, the status thing as well. If you're a private collector and uh, going back to that thing again where you're not, a massive Doctor Who fan, but you're certainly aware of just how valuable those things are. That might be a status thing. It might be like, you know, I've got these missing episodes in my collection. So, you know, uh, you know, in terms of that circle that you move in of like collectors of high value things and whatever, it might be a case of, you know, oh, that's, uh, that's so-and-so. He's got all of Marco Polo in his, in mm. his garage, but he won't give them up. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to because I'm the man who's got them all. So I, I suppose, 
you know, I suppose we could actually thank them for kind of keeping them because, you know, they could have gone to the, the, you know, they could have been burned or, or put in the dump and, you know, we would have never seen them again. So I suppose in one way you could say, you know, it's, it's great that they've got them, but, you know, will I ever see it in my lifetime? You know, if I wait another 20 years, will I, will I see those missing episodes? And, and, you know, for me, that's the shame of it really. Um, you know, because having missing episodes, I, I, I truly believe is cultural vandalism to have missing episodes of, you know, TV series because it, it is about a cultural history. So, you know, to have missing stuff out there that you can't see, you know, it is such a shame. Uh, you know, I hope I hope that those collectors will eventually, you know, give those give those back into public hands and, you know, we can see them, but mm. we might have to wait a long time for it. That's all. Yeah. Well, fear not the guys at kaleidoscope are on the case uh here's some some stuff that will put your mind at rest kaleidoscope has recovered all of the british versions of fraggle rock yay so uh (laughs) and apparently half of that is in their archive and the other half is at the bfi national archive so sweat removed from the brow deep breath fraggle rock has been saved um so if they can say fraggle rock then doctor who's next right i mean they're not too different how does the copyright thing work gary i mean people often say well if someone's got something it's still owned by the bbc you know is that true i mean you know someone's Mm. bought something but originally it belongs to bbc do they have any sort of claim over it i'm guessing not not i don't think so because um the only, t- I think, the only two ways that you would get hold of a missing episode is either number one, you recorded it off the telly many, many moons ago, and you've got it on tape somewhere. So there's just a bunch of tapes that you've got it on. And I think they did get some back in that way, didn't they? There was a story I think where they yeah, had someone so. had recorded like all of television for like 15 years or something. He had like a mm. billion tapes or something. Um, mm. And then the other way is if you somehow get hold of like one of the original. Um, TV tapes that they use back in the studio or whatever but those things wouldn't have been you know that's not um, just because you've been handed down or you found it that doesn't mean that ownership automatically is the BBC it could be you know could be anyone so yeah, yeah there's no copyright sure that works yeah. yeah there's no copyright or property of the BBC type thing you know well no not if it's a not if not if you own it I mean if if you were seen on CCTV breaking into the BBC and taking a tape and then going back home and then they're like, you've just stole it. They'll be like, Oh yeah, you better have that back then. You know, that's a different thing. But if you've been just like, if you found it in a loft somewhere or a garage, then that's, you know, it's on your property. So it's your, you know, it's your thing. So yeah, yeah, there is no intellectual property seized back or, or anything like that. But, it's a fascinating subject. Is there any stories that you guys would particularly like to see out of all the missing episodes and stories? Um, Jordan, have you got any um, any particular ones that you're you're desperate to see? Don't say Galaxy Four um, or Marco Polo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say I'd quite like to see the Smugglers. Oh, okay, I'd you know being into history and stuff that's sort of quite quite fascinating. Um, but yeah, no, I think the smugglers um 
some of those smugglers or the massacre i think because the massacre is a pretty good story it's just on audio unfortunately everybody sounds the same because everybody was using a sort of stereotypical french accent Mm -hmm. um so everybody sounds and it's quite hard to keep track of who is who um but i think yeah i think they would be quite quite good to have back yeah yeah that's i agree with you i think the smugglers is a good one as well and I don't know if if this is known or not. I assume it is. I'm sort. I'm sure this has been in the news, but I just had a look on Wiki at the smugglers because I wanted to remind myself what the um, the plot was for that. And underneath the synopsis and stuff, it says the serial is currently set to be reconstructed via animation as part okay. of Doctor Who's 60th anniversary. Did you guys know that? I, oh. I must have missed that. No, no, I didn't know that. I knew, I knew they'd done the, the little bit of the colouring of it, recoloured it, and everything, but. I heard a rumour, but I wasn't sure if it was confirmed or not. Well, it's on Wiki, so... It's got to be true. There we are, yeah. (laughs) I will say one thing, though. When Maria and I went to the the Riverside event for the Moonbase, chap on the road that I was sat, me and Maria, I can't remember what we were talking about now, and um, the chap turned around and said, there is something quite big coming he said either the first or the second week of november he said there's something big that they're announcing somewhere along the line um so it might be they found more missing episodes and some people have given them said oh yeah no here Mm. you go because i don't see what it matters because you'll get the tape back anyway so yeah you know the bbc are only going to make a copy of it it's not as if they're then going to like burn it um, well, you'd hope so. But, I hope you get it back. <laughs> I mean, in good faith. But yeah, so he said there was something, something big is going to be announced. Watch it be something stupid now. And it's like, oh. I just got, vi- I got visions now of like going round to some guy's house and he's got, he's got the missing tape and he's like, you'll be careful with that, won't you? And the guy from the BFI trips over the front door, and smashes on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway not gonna tempt fate with that sorry if no. the universe is listening i don't want that to happen but okay so the smugglers yeah that would be um <laughs> that'd be a good one yes uh harry any stories that you'd like to see for me um <clears throat> it's a toss-up between the savages and the celestial toy maker uh, the uh, Celestial Toymaker was one that was particularly difficult to get through when watching the Telesnap reconstruction because a lot of it was very, I feel like it, a lot of it would have been very visual, especially like the, the Dancing Floor episode. Like, like a lot, There's a lot of visually ridiculous things going on in that story so far as we can tell. Uh, so, yeah, and, it, and it's quite a shame that that episode doesn't exist and the web planet does. Uh, but um, I think, um, yeah, Celestial Toymaker would be a really good one. Just It would be fascinating to see kind of visually how they how they did all of that stuff. Um, there, um, the other three episodes, I should say, because obviously the fourth one's still, still surviving. Um, and the Savages, I just... Um, I was just really surprised by it because I, I assumed without having watched it that it was another historical story, like a mate, like a something a bit like 100,000 BC, uh, an unearthly child, like that kind of setting. But no, it's like a, a you know, 
it sets itself up as that but then you realize it's another planet and it's a it's a human colony i think it is and there's some really like shady stuff going on and there's a lot of kind of parallels to real world um hierarchy and um politics and things like that um and um i just um found it really interesting it's a really masterful story so to have that come back would be excellent um mm. but yeah like jordan said the smugglers um whether we get that uh, as it was or as a uh, animation i feel like that would greatly improve that story as well because it's just a shame that um you know um I, i'm gonna sound really entitled and gen z here but it re- i really struggle like attention span wise with those telesnap reconstructions and i think it's not necessarily that the story isn't isn't that great it's just the fact that you know it's a it's a slideshow and um an audio track and it's just not that visually uh, it's, it's just not overall that stimulating for me so um i i'd like to think that if um any of these episodes came back then um it would uh my opinion of of this of the serial would be uh enhanced uh, as a result of that nice yeah and um i totally get what you're saying with the telly snaps as well dude i think adam and i have spoken about that many many times on the podcast in the past where it's just it can be a bit of a slog to get through them it's like your boss has played a, a cruel prank on you where it's like i've just found the missing episodes of the smugglers in the loft but i've watched them but for you you're going to watch a powerpoint version of the lost story so here's the audio and some stills you know enjoy i'll be back in a bit it's so, exactly yeah, like I that totally I mean, get it, yeah there's no two ways around it you know it's <laughs> it's incredibly boring at times mm-hmm. uh but um you know uh, I'm, I'm thankful that we have audio tracks for these episodes and i just hope that if we don't end up finding any more we at least get them all animated at some point uh and you know like mickey mouse if he's listening use some of that disney money you know there's no <laughs> excuse now <laughs> Yeah, another another option is that we can set up some kind of task force that can be like the other con- uh, be like the uh, the undercover arm of Kaleidoscope, maybe. So those guys are like you know out in public, shaking hands, smiling, you know, all that stuff. Whereas we're breaking into collectors' homes, getting all the material <laughs> back, and then just popping it on the doorstep for those guys. There you go. That's another one done. What's next? Just need the name and the dress, and we're in. Great I don't. Plan. I don't condone breaking into it in any shape or form. If there, if we see anything next week or the week after, you know, Doctor Who fans arrested for breaking into private collectors' home, we were just messing about. We do not <laughs> condone that behaviour at all. Well, one of us in a group probably does, but in general, but we don't condemn it either. We don't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you guys got anything to do with this over the big blue box? We can neither confirm nor deny any sort of involvement in this. Because there's a bunch of old videotapes behind you, stack of them. They say, classic Doctor Who missing eps. Are you sure? You've not... Nope, found them. Anyway, Adam, have you got any missing eps, dude? I think we've probably spoken about this many times, but I've forgotten. Uh, have you got a missing ep that you particularly want to see? Found. I, I, I mean, the thing is, I get quite frustrated when we've only got like two episodes and then the rest are animation. Like I, my, the completest in me would love to see some of the stories completed that, that we've got like one or two episodes of, but then the other two are missing. So I agree with Harry, Celestial Toy Maker. I'd love to see, you know, episodes one to three come back. 
so we could see the whole thing. Um, but I, I would really love to see episode four of the 10th planet turn up because I, I enjoy that story. And when I watch it, I always kind of forget that part four is missing. I think because, because we have the regeneration clip. So in my mind, I feel like, oh yeah, you know, we're part four is the regeneration. And then when you watch it, it's either telesnaps or animation. It kind of always, even now kind of throws me out of it. I'm like, oh no, yeah, we don't have episode four. And it's, it's a really important, you know, episode, the first regeneration, the first Cyberman story. So I would love to see that mm. turn up somewhere like that, just to complete that, I think, quite a historic, important uh, um, story. Uh, and also I love Hartnell. So any, any Hartnell that could be returned, I think, is, is great. I know people love Troughton and, and so do I, but... Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd just love to see some of the Hartnell stuff uh, mm. come back. I mean, I won't mention Marco Polo because it is the one that, that we always talk about, but obviously that would be great. Um, mm. Reign of Terror. I mean, there's loads, really. And also Pat's first story, I think, Power of the Daleks. Um, great that it got animated. They did a good job with it, but it would be just brilliant to actually see the real thing. And the fact that all six episodes are missing, I think is kind of heartbreaking for the first story of the, you know, the second doctor, there's quite an important transition, quite an important moment. So I think 10th planet episode four power of the Daleks would be amazing to get those back. Yeah. Agree with you on that one. The final, the final lap of the 10th planet. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go off piste a little bit. And say that I would quite like to see the Highlanders, you know. I'd quite like to see Jamie's first interactions with the Doctor. That is a great shout. I think that'd be very cool. Because, you know, as much as I'd love to see the Dalek story and, you know, some of those big moments and like the Celestial Toymaker and stuff, I'd love to see those. But just, I don't know, this the I think that'd be a sleeper hit, that one. In terms of Lost Steps coming back, I think the Highlanders would be very cool. Because th- yeah. on the surface, it sounds like it's just a, you know, a, not a, boring's the wrong word, uh, like a sort of run-of-the-mill um, historical story. Um, but I don't know, I think that'd be some really cool, I think that would be a great character one, rather than a big set piece, kind of typical sci-fi, old school thing. I think that'd be really good, um, a really good character one for the Doctor and Jamie, yeah. Um, okay. Missing Eps then. So we'll keep our eyes peeled, our ears to the ground. Um, they should do like some kind of hotline. They should do like, you know, like Crime Stoppers back in the day. It's like if you've seen this person, ring this number. Like if you're around your mate's house and you're tripping over old VHS tapes and one of them says the Highlanders on the edge, you know, or something, ring this number. You know, we'll come and get them. And if, you don't, if you're unaware of how valuable they are, just a cup of tea will do. No money needed. A, no need to exchange and money. Biscuit. And a biscuit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the decider. That's the clench. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, Jordan. I have visions of the, the Discord server being like, um, you know, that Netflix documentary, that don't F with cats. <laughs> and uh, you've got all those people that are like on the computer and they're like, right, that vacuum cleaner comes from like England and this comes from here and that comes from... And we'll do it. <laughs> we will find these missing episodes we'll find them yeah kaleidoscope you're welcome yeah no worries the only thing we ask for in return is a couple of custard creams and that's it yeah. and maybe a jammy dodge and a train ticket down to somerset yeah return yeah. please 
Right. I'll take a PS5 as well, if that's all right. <laughs> I'm gutted I won't be able to play the new Spider-Man game. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Harry. Come out to mine, DJ. You can play it, on, play it on mine. It's all good. Done deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just get the old calendar out. Block out that day. Harry coming up. Because you're, you're, not, you're not too far from me if you said you're in the Midlands then. Uh, I don't know. Um, we'll talk about it when we're off the air. We'll see. Yeah. Can't give a real address away. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we don't want people coming around to see if we've got careful. lost episodes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Got to be careful. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll play Spider-Man and then we'll watch uh, the um, Celestial Toymaker. Yeah. And yeah. watch Galaxy 4. Yeah. Gary, <laughs> Gary, <Pino. laughs> Gary, you need to ask me about episodes I'd like to see to come back. <laughs> oh, do not do that. Oh. No. I'm sorry, Maria. Um, hold on. I know which one Maria's going to pick. Here we go. <laughs> Hang on, let's go on, see if you can guess. Yeah, which one's she going to pick? Let's have a look. Here we um, go. She's going to pick. Yeah. I reckon she's going to pick. Hold on. I'm looking through the list as well. Let's see which one. <laughs> <laughs> the Wheel in Space. Actually, actually, that's not a bad shout, actually, because we don't have enough episodes with Zoe in them, um, yeah. to be fair. I mean, that would be one that would be quite good to come back because there's quite a lot of that missing. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a history buff, I think much like, um, Jordan. So I, I would have actually gone for the Highlanders as well. And, um, just to say, I went, when I went to the Missing Believed Wipes, um, event, they showed the colorized, um, sensor clips, um, of the, it was the Australian sensor clips of the smugglers. And they actually looked fantastic, and it, it does look quite bloodthirsty. So if any of the smugglers came back, um, I think I would be quite happy to see that as well because um, I find it really hard to kind of listen to the audio of that. Um, it's quite a difficult one to kind of for me to listen to and actually make sense of. I think there's two, there's a lot of characters in it. So I think, you know, some of these stories are, are visual stories, and I, I think that's probably – that's probably one of them that would benefit from from coming back. Um, and the Reign of Terror, um, if that if any of that came back, that would be fascinating as well. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the historicals and the Highlanders as well because it's Jamie's first story. Um, but Adam kind of stole my thunder a little bit with um, his choices because I think the Tenth Planet is really important, Part Four, and also seeing um, Trouton's first story as well. Um, you know, it's such a shame we don't have that because, you know, it's his first time in the role. So it would be fascinating to see that. But yeah, so many. <laughs> Bring them all back. I want them all back. And then I want all the black and white ones colorized as well. So I can see them, what they would have looked like in color. That's my wish list for this year. So if any of that happens, if any episodes come back this year, I'll be absolutely, I'll be absolutely, I don't know what the word is, on cloud nine. I would be, honestly. We'll get up in the loft then. See what's up there. <laughs> yeah, has anyone got a long enough ladder? I'll try and get up there. <laughs> Tara, if it turns out had... that Maria's got them all, this could be amazing. Oh, I, I swear to God, if they if they turned up in my loft, you guys would be the first to know. And then I would call Paul Venezes and let him know. <laughs> how, how do people feel about the episodes being colourised, by the way? Because... Um, that's quite a strong rumour, and I have a feeling for the 60th, we might, that might be one of the sort of big, inverted brackets, announcements that they're, 
maybe the unearthly child, uh, unearthly child is going to be released, colorized or something for the 60th. That I've just got a feeling that rumor might come true. So how do you guys feel about black and white being colorized? And I'll just give my quick take. I'm, I think there's a charm to black and white. I love black and white. But I'm not against it being colorized. I'd be happy mm. to see it. But I'm thinking about the Lauren Hardys when they colorized those. I mean, I know technology's moved on. But given the choice, even if they were colorized well, I would still watch them in black and white because I feel that's how they should be. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, how do you guys feel about colorizing classy Doctor Who? Because I feel like the BBC field think a modern audience won't watch black and white. They need it colorized. And I think, I don't know. I don't think so. I think a lot of people love it just the way it is. But anyway, what do you guys think? Go on, Harry. Go on, Harry. You go first. Cause I know you've got views about this. Go on. <laughs> uh, I'd absolutely, I'd absolutely love it. Um, I think it'd be lovely. Um, I think it'd be a nice treat. And yeah, there's something to be said for, uh, you know, watching it uh, kind of, as it was authentically, uh, because there's a sense of um, almost having a window into that time, almost, you know, any era of Doctor Who, there's, there's you, you get a feel for the time period and like what the, uh, like what was in the cultural zeitgeist at the moment. And that's all very fascinating. But um, to have something which is sort of reinterpreted in, in that way, you know, like through colour and, I suppose, you know, if they're doing it manually, I don't exactly know how it would work, but you could, you know, have your own sort of artistic license with that. You could make the colours perhaps brighter than they actually were, like in reality, like if you wanted to, or or darker or duller, you know, if that's the vibe you wanted to go for. Um, So I think that would be really interesting. Um, I wouldn't count on them sort of colorizing every single episode because that would be a very long arduous process and to be honest it's it's long and arduous enough for for them to uh you know complete these blu-ray box sets for every season of the classic series um so you know i'm i'm more than i'll be more than happy with just that uh but um yeah, I think it would be a nice treat to, to do it for like one or two stories, maybe like some of the more significant ones, like An Unearthly Child, which I think was the one that was rumoured to be colourised, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I so I, I'd love it. I think it'd be a treat. Maria? Uh, well, I've, I've seen some really good versions of colourised episodes of the black and white episodes on YouTube. So the, you know they they look really good whereas you know obviously some of the you know versions that maybe they've done over the years have kind of you know looked out of place so i don't have an issue with it i think it would really work with some of the modern day stories that are kind of set in the 1960s so i'm i'm thinking of something like maybe the war machines or uh, maybe um, what's the one, the faceless ones, you know, something like that that's kind of set in the modern day, I think would would work really well. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have any objection to it. I'd rather have colorized episodes than having animation, if I'm honest. I mean, as much as I enjoy the animations, you know, there's no substitute really for you know, a live action episode. And, you know, if it's colorized, you know, that's fine. It's a, it's, it's something different. We've still got the black and white version as well. So, um, yeah, I don't have an issue with it really. Nice. Any thoughts, Jordan? 
I think as an experiment, I'd be quite happy to see to see some stories. I think I'm, I'm sort of like Adam. I would rather sort of watch them in black and white um, because I think those sort of worlds to me they are black and white. Um, but I think if they were going to put it on the telly, I you know, or, or sort of wherever they were going to do with it, I'd watch it. I'd you know, I'd give it a go. But I think I would sort of be like, now nah, black and white. It's a bit like the animations when they give you the options. Do you want to watch it in colour or black and white? I'll watch it in black and white because it's that's that is the era. It feels weird seeing it in in colour. But I would I would watch it in black and uh, in colour, you know, as a, as an experiment. And it'd be nice to have the option to you know, do you want to watch them in colour? Yeah, I think that's my view on it as well. I think as long as you offer people the option and what they prefer. So as long as you have the the original black and white up there alongside any sort of future colorizations then it's all good you know I think when you restrict people from from watching what they prefer then that gets a little bit you know bit of a gray area there but you know as long as you've got the choice I'd be very annoyed if I logged on to Disney plus in a couple of years time and I you know was trying to watch the Daleks uh, and they only had the color version mm. I'm like no I want to watch it in black and white Mm-hmm. You know, that was, I'd want to watch it in black and white. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's I think that would point, be where I'd have yeah. to draw the line. Because but... that's the sort of thing I can see happening, is that, like, Disney yeah. Plus would think, oh, we don't want the black and white ones because no one's going to watch them. We might, you know, yeah. only offer colour. But obviously, us not too fans, we'd buy the Blu-ray, so we'd have both, <laughs> of course. Maria's of course. also, slight, she's slightly won me over there, actually, because the thought of seeing... 60s, the war machines in colour actually does appeal to me, actually. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, not very happy with myself for saying that, but it does. Um, I think there is definitely uh, there is definitely a reason to do it, and I, I would love to see certain episodes colourised, but like you said, we, as long as we always have the choice, which we pretty much would. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, actually, because just hearing Jordan talk about the animations there just made me think... I'm being a bit hypocritical because whenever I watch the animations, I do always watch them in color, which uh, again, I'm giving myself a bit of a slap on the wrist there, but (laughs) I do actually enjoy the animations in color. So maybe I'm not as against it as I thought I was. The plan is obviously just to watch everything twice. Yes, true. Yeah. And decide afterwards. Yeah. No worries. (laughs) No worries. Okie dokie. Fascinating subject, though, the old missing episodes. I think we can chat about this for another hour or so, but we are going to stick a pin in it there. That has been the August Roundtable. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to another roundtable for August. We've just about got it in there on the last day. Not that we're not organised or anything. Not going to say that. Use those words, but yeah, that was August roundtable. Thank you very much, Jordan. It's been good to have you as always, dude. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, I hope I don't sound too tiddly. I managed to get through that whole fishbowl of gin again, <laughs> so. <laughs> It's fine. It loosens the tongue, doesn't it? It's fine. Yeah, it takes the edge <laughs> off. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, thank you very much, buddy. Thank you, Gary. Yes, it's been a lot of fun. And it's been also wonderful to have you and Adam back together for the first time in a few months. That's awesome. Yeah, he's all right, I suppose. 
Yeah, he's all right. Oh, bugger lugs. Yeah, it's been good, actually, dude. Thank you very much. Ads, ads, co-host, geeks. Oh, it's been great to catch up with uh, you guys and be back behind the mic again. And um, I think we've got some very exciting times ahead, so may this be the first of many. Indeedy. Up to the 60th, yeah. Indeedy, yes. Uh, Maria has uh, sodded off. She's a good way to leave. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, either disconnected herself or... Oh, no, here she is. She's just in time to say the goodbye in the Alonzi. So while Marie is joining, make sure you follow and listening to this uh, podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just sort of search for The Big Blue Box. And at the moment, we're doing monthly up to the round table, so you won't miss any of those. And we're going to hop on in November for the regular reviews. So until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. My name's Jordan. <laughs> my name's Harry. And remember... Hey. Hey. Hey.